0: debate night number one. Did you get the popcorn ready? We didn't do any popcorn. We just had artichokes and mayonnaise at my house. Who who do you think had a good night? Who do you think of those 10 candidates on the debate stage tonight had the very best of all of them? I I watched it uh, very closely. Uh, It just ended in my world, so I have not listened to any of the punditry afterward to taint my opinion. I'm keeping this slate clean. Um, I'll tell you who had the best night in in just a moment. Shockingly, I I didn't think anyone had a terrible, awful, their candidacy is done night. I don't think anyone finished themselves. That said, I will try to select, I'll go through the stage left to right and uh, whose stock went up tonight and whose stock went down tonight without being totally eliminated from the field. Started far left, you had New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, who has like a 20-something percent approval rating in New York, yet still decided to run for president, and now I see why. I thought Bill de Blasio had a very effective debate. Sure, he was, you know, my mom didn't like the way he was interjecting and, and uh, talking over other candidates, but you gotta lean in when there's 10 of you, and you gotta be aggressive, and Bill Blasio did that, and he was a very effective communicator, And it shows why he's a strong enough campaigner and debater that he actually became the mayor of New York City. I thought thought Bill de Blasio had a good night. His stock went up tonight. Congressman Tim Ryan of Youngstown, Ohio, whose wife we talked about a couple days, who I think would make a lovely first lady. Tim Ryan his stock went down. He looked like a deer in headlights. He looked like the stage was too big for him. He didn't have any breakout moments. Tim Ryan, stock goes down, not out of it. Next to him was Julian Castro, the former mayor of San Antonio, the former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development of, under President Obama. So Secretary Castro, of everybody on night one, If I had to pick one person to say their stock went up the most, one person to say they had the best debate of everyone that was out there, I think Julian Castro had the night. I think he'll be able to raise a lot of money. I think he may be boosted into the top tier of candidates after tonight. I thought Julian Castro really, really looked good. And you know who agreed with me? Uh, my, uh, my, my, my Wall Street Journal Republican father, we have, we have a very split household here, but my Wall Street Journal Republican father also agreed that Julian Castro had the best night. So anyway, his stock way, way up. Next Julie, Julian Castro was Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey. I'm not sure Cory Booker can win. I, I think the Fox News world has done such a great job of branding him Senator Spartacus that it's tough to imagine him taking on Donald Trump in any substantial way, that I thought Cory Booker had a really good night, too. His, his, his stock went up. His, uh, his answers were, were, were typically uh, uh, short. He was uh, articulate, as always. Uh, uh, Cory Booker, well done. Stock goes up tonight. Elizabeth Warren, she had the biggest expectations of the evening— Because really, of everyone who was on stage tonight, she's the only one who's been consistently polling in the top five. Everyone else is tomorrow. So unfortunately, Senator Warren really suffered from uh, not being able to set expectations low and overachieve. The expectations for her going in was she was gonna mop the stage. The old Ivy League professor was just gonna mop the stage with the rest of these nine people up there with her. And that simply didn't happen. She didn't do anything bad. She didn't have any major gaffes. There were were no faux pas. It just... And because of that, Elizabeth Warren, her stock went down tonight. Next to Elizabeth Warren was our man, can I say that uh, somewhat sarcastically, Beto O'Rourke. Beto, gosh, he... He's such a likable guy. Like, like, I wish he lived next door. I'd like to go out for beers with him. I'd, I'd like to carpool with him and his wife to, to different events. They seem like a lovely family, and he seems like a lovely man. He does not seem like the next president of the United States of America, especially when immigration is one of his issues. And there was a time tonight where Julian Castro explained to him that you need to do your homework on this issue, which, and, and Beto didn't know how to respond. He, he's just not a, a confrontational dude like that. So Beto's stock went down. And if anyone's campaign is kind of fizzling, and it, it, it might be Beto. Because Beto has a lot of dudes and and women, but I mean the, the 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 collective dude. I mean I mean people, male and female, that worked for Obama on, on on both of his campaigns or one of his campaigns, and obviously know how to win a presidential campaign. I think some of them may start jumping ship and, and looking for different jobs in different campaigns. And and when that happens, I don't know how Beto raises any money. Off the back of that performance, he had no moments at all. Amy Klobuchar, she also she's she's considered kind of right there near the top of the second tier. The senator of Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar. Uh, my mom liked her. That that that's encouraging. I thought she was just okay. And but if I have to say, does her stock go up or does her stock go down based on tonight? <laughs> God, it pains me to say this because I like her and I think she would make a hell of a president. To me, tonight her stock went down. I don't. I. I. I can't give you a specific reason. It. it just. It just didn't feel right to me. And and Amy Klobuchar. God damn it! I forget what it was. But she. But she. She has. She had one good line that she clearly was saving and unfortunately said it at the exact same time as Lester Holt was cutting her off so it's not a clean audio soundbite. So none of the news organizations are gonna be able to run with it, so that kind of sucks for her. Tulsi Gabbard, her stock went up. Her bold stance about getting troops out out of Afghanistan, which made Tim Ryan look no good at all, but Tulsi Gabbard, I, I watched this debate with my mom upstairs, and my, my dad was, was downstairs in his uh, Fox News universe, and uh, Tulsi Gabbard, um, my, mom came, my mom really liked her. My mom's like, I've never seen her before, I have no idea who she is, but she seems to know what she's talking about, which is very important. My mom doesn't follow this stuff. She watches the news every day, but doesn't follow this stuff nearly as closely as, as we do. So Tulsi Gabbard's stock stock goes up. Just based on just based on uh, my opinion poll of one, that would be my mom. Next was, uh, and again, we're going left to right on the stage. Uh, next is my governor of the great state of Washington, PNW, whoop, whoop, uh, Jay Inslee. Uh, climate change, as Rachel Bado said, is issue one, two, and three for him. Jay Inslee's stock goes down tonight. He, he did, he did, he did, he did, ah, just, I can't remember a single moment of the debate that Jay Inslee had any kind of impact whatsoever. I, I just, it just did, did, didn't have anything that that stood out for the television audience, nor anything that that stood out that uh, the other the other candidates on stage felt felt the need to to either either go after him or or agree and take it to to another level and then on on the very end the guy who's been running for he was the first to declare i'll give him that he was he was the first official candidate out there uh john mulaney the former congressman from maryland who has no chance of becoming president of the united states and did nothing to improve his stock tonight his stock goes down all you need to know is my mom's comment on him near the end of the debate, not near the beginning, near the end of the debate. She says, I have no idea who that guy is, but I don't like him. And th- that's the kind of intel that I can only get living here in my mom's podcast incubator, me and Fish Me. Yeah, we're doing it. We are, we are doing it in the, uh, in the podcast incubator stuff. With that, let's, uh, let's uh, there are a few questions tonight in the uh, fish bowl, if you care to dabble. Question one, uh, what are you most looking forward to in the second debate? <laughs> Sharp question, fish B. glad you pulled that one. What am I most looking forward to? Ooh, excuse me, I have a minor technical thing here. Um, what am I most looking forward to in the second debate? There we go. Um, I'm really looking forward to to just the aesthetics, just how it looks with Joe Biden and the rest of the candidates on the stage, especially the fact that right to or, or directly to Joe Biden's left will be Mayor Pete Buttigieg. That's the biggest question to me is how does Biden hold up and do Bernie Sanders, do Kamala Harris, do they take it to Joe or do they just... Realize that maybe that's not the best because people like Joe Biden. That's the thing. Everybody likes Joe Biden. He's by far and away got the best name recognition. He was asked the other day what kind of Democrat he was, and he gave the best answer so far. He goes, "I'm an Obama Biden Democrat, man." It's a good answer. That's that's a good answer. But we'll see. Has Biden, who's never been. That great of a debater, although I do think he uh, he he I think he fairly easily discarded with uh, a Sarah Palin and um, Speaker Ryan, who would go on to become Speaker Ryan of uh, of Wisconsin. So we'll uh, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see, but uh, that's enough debate talk for me. If all you wanted to hear about was debates, now we're getting into more more obtuse, more broad topics. You never know what. Be brought to the show by an extra-dimensional fishbowl. And he writes, Yo, it's me, Fish B. <laughs> What's up, Fish Kembe Mutumball? Fish B writes, What the fuck happened to the show last night? Yeah, um that's my bad. That's, uh, last night was my bad, because typically this show is a Monday through Friday, usually posted by 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. That's, that's how we roll Monday through Friday. You can count on me. I'll be here, rain or shine. Unfortunately, yesterday, uh, there, 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 was just, there was just too much rain. I don't know. Well, I do know. Uh, Yesterday morning, uh, uh, very early, we had to be to the airport by 7 a.m., but had to take my daughter, Dinky Doolittle, to the airport so she could fly back to Orlando, and and I felt that uh, entire experience to be so emotionally draining, and my health was already struggling to begin with, that for the life of me, I just couldn't do it last night. I just couldn't do the show. And then to make things even worse, uh, for the last three days, uh, uh, my best friend, uh, you know him from Phoenix, but Patricio, the living legend, he's been in town. He was in Spokangeles for the first time in three years, and I needed to go out last night uh, on his last night, but I just, I just couldn't. And if anything, the pressure of feeling like I had to do the show and the pressure of feeling like I had to go out last night made me even sicker and feel even worse so honestly last night after dinner I'm just like you know what fuck it I just let's just let's just get through tonight and take care of our mental health first because uh we need to be alive in order to do this show so I just got in bed and I hadn't well well my son Isaiah was playing Fortnite and and I watched uh I hadn't seen A Star is Born yet, believe it or not, because my movie game is not tight with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It was an excellent film. I don't know if the film is that sad, but to give you just, just a, a a focal point here of, of how exactly uh, the mental state where my mind was uh, just, uh, just, just tears were rolling through the entire film. Just the, just the entire thing. And there's plenty of parts of that movie that aren't that aren't sad at all. Didn't, didn't bother me. Just, uh, just, just tears. Just, just rolling, man. I was, uh, I was not in, uh, not in good shape last night. And then I couldn't sleep. So, anyway, sorry, Fishby. That's what happened to the show last night. Question two. Best three, actually, if I could count. Uh, Trump versus Megan Rapinoe of uh, the Women's World Cup soccer. Who you got? Well, I know you're going to find this stunning. I know you're going to find it shocking. I know you're going to find it unbelievable, but I have the soccer player. Who says she's not going to no fucking White House? What is what why on earth would she She says we're not gonna get invited anyway and I'm not going to the fucking White House. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I've got Megan. Is it is that um for, for, for forget forgive my ignorance as a as a proud Pacific Northwest boy who calls Washington State home and especially since I used to frequent the same bar as the Sue Bird, but is that Subert's wife? Do do we know? Do we it, Fish, you think so but you're not 100% positive okay great that's that's what i think too so we you're literally no help at all next uh, next question if you don't mind thank you sir will there be political fireworks on july 17th will there be political fireworks on july 17th that's the day that Robert Mueller is going to take his reluctant booty up to Capitol Hill and actually testify in public before the American people. I predict there are a bunch of things that he's not going to answer. But yeah, there, there's going to be political fireworks, but it's not necessarily going to come from the Democrats. I mean, remember Jim Jordan the, the, just this entire time? Does that name mean anything to you, Representative Jim Jordan? And he's going to try to tear Robert Mueller apart, apart about the origins of the appointment of the special counsel and the origins of the investigation into the Trump campaign for collusion. They're going to try to make the biggest spectacle out of this, get ready to hear about Hillary Clinton, get ready, to just all of it, all of it. I, I think it is going to be a political spectacle. The ratings are going to be monstrous. It's going to be on every single network all day long, except for Fox. It's going to be on three cable channels all day long. Huge numbers this thing is going to pull. I And I hope... America learns from this thing. I I really do. I really do. The Mueller report is dense. A lot of it is legalese, but uh, anyway, it's it's worth it's 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 worth picking up. It's uh, to the point that I actually pondered: should for this summer, should we just simply uh, uh, reduce this podcast series to just reading like twenty pages of the Mueller report out loud every night? That way you have an audio, but you could you could do that like for 99 cents on Amazon. You can, get, you can get the audio of the Mueller Report and just download it and listen to it on your way to work or wherever you're going, or hell, whenever you're usually listening to this, I promise, come back, we'll be around, but take the next 20 days and listen to the Mueller Report on audio and, and you'll be a better person, you'll be a better American for it, but truth be told, I'm not really in charge of you. I'm not even in charge of an extra-dimensional fishbowl. I'm not even really in charge of this show. The before-mentioned extra-dimensional fishbowl is Fish Biscuit over there. Ah, uh, this question is tough. I, I, this question is tough. Does the photo of the drowned father and toddler in the Rio Grande River change the immigration debate? That picture has been everywhere over the last 24 to 36 hours, everywhere. And the background story of that family is now everywhere, all over the news, as damn well it should be. From El Salvador, went to a legal port of entry, as they have the right to do, and we're we're going to ask for asylum, but were illegally not given the opportunity to do that. And this family so desperate that this was their play. It should change the debate. And sometimes it takes anecdotal stories like these to really cut through and touch people's hearts and then touch their imagination And ask themselves, God damn it, what the fuck are we doing here? Because it's got to be better than this. I even saw Republican lawmakers, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, talking very emotionally and articulately today that something has has to give here. The House has passed. What was it, $4.5 billion? The Senate passed $4.6 billion. But with one body of Congress controlled by the Democrats and the other one controlled by the Republicans, uh, these bills are so, so, so far apart. Nancy Pelosi says the Senate bill is dead on arrival. Mitch McConnell says the House bill is dead on arrival. I'll say it again. What the fuck are we doing here, you know? So I do think this is a turning point in the immigration debate. Because the next time President Trump talks about Mexico and El Salvador, Guatemala, not sending us their best and their brightest, sending us their worst, think about this family. Next question, Fish B. Yo, it's me, Fish B again. Hold hold on. Why why are you getting two questions? Be, because? Because? Alright, because the show is late and I know well the show is late on purpose, Fish B. The show is late so we could finish the debate. That's why the show is late. Fish B writes, have you ever saged your crotch? <laughs> No, no fish bee. I've never, I've never saged my crotch. Although, although maybe I should. Maybe, maybe, maybe that should be a daily ritual. I did, I didn't see this because, because clearly, at my advanced age, I have very little interest in most of the shows on MTV. Uh, but, but The Hills reboot, which actually is a show from my day. But uh, a Brody Jeter's a uh, friend gets introduced. And and what's what's his name? I know I know his last name is Lee because it's Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson's kid. Is it? It's not, it's not Brendan, is it? Because Brendan's the Brendan's Bruce Lee's kid. I don't remember his name. I'm not going to watch the show. But apparently, the highlight of the show was his mom, Pamela Anderson, who moved to France since Trump got elected president, which I think is a bold play. Uh, she moved to France, uh, but she came back uh, to 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 sage the young man's crotch. And by young man, I mean her 23 year old son. So um, no, Fishbee I haven't done it, but I thank you for a topical question. You know, of, of everything you've ever asked, Fishbee, that's not that's by far and away not the worst. It's not the worst. Next question. If you saw Eric Trump, would you spit on him? If I saw Eric Trump, so, son of the president, the, the, the one that's the one that's not Don Jr., the other fella. Um, Of course not. Uh, Of course not. I I fundamentally disagree with 99% of everything his father stands for. Um, I find it uh, frustrating on a daily basis that someone with the temperament of a child is the president of the United States. But hell, we have a democracy and this guy got voted in. Had a little help along the way, but, you know, he got voted in. But no, I, 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 wa- I choose to live in a civil society. And in a civil society, people don't go around spitting on one another just because of their political ideology or, God forbid, who their dad is. That's the very definition of uncivil, and I don't want to live there. I used to write all my A's with the with the anarchy symbol on them. Now now I write all my C's with a circle around them for copyright because I've a I'm into uh, I'm into civilization. Uh, next uh, actually wow. We're uh, we're already to our last question. I guess we spent so much time on the debate, Fish B. Judgment call here. Last question and I don't know why you're participating, Fish B. You should know better than me. You know how this show runs. Uh, the last question, as always, comes from our nine-year-old executive producer who is still in the room next to me and still playing Fortnite. Isaiah writes, how do we feel now that Chanel left? How, how, how do we feel? Well, I, I think I articulated that uh, when, when I mentioned that I couldn't even do the, uh, the show last night. I was a complete, complete disaster. Um, so I, I feel terrible about it. I feel like a little piece of my heart has been, has been chopped off by a samurai sword. That's how I feel. Uh, 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 I'll tell you this. Uh, my uh, my son he doesn't he he doesn't much care. <laughs> he he, he selfishly as a nine year old this means he gets one hundred percent of uh, the time energy focus directly on him, which he's in favor for. Uh, cause, uh, my other daughter, bless her, uh, bless her heart, bless her heart is, uh, she also, she also, she has middle child complex where, uh, it's gotta be about her a lot, otherwise you will feel the wrath of a daughter who turns uh, 16 on July 31st. So anyway, time now for thank you Fish B, thank you for all your work this evening. Really impressive job. Time for the hottest finale in the history of podcasting for sure in the history of showbiz maybe. But it maybe showbiz, but podcasting for sure. I don't know how Joe Rogan ends his show. I don't know how Corolla ends the show. I don't know how Marin ends his show. I don't know how Chuck Todd ends the Chuck Todd cast. I don't know how Will Ferrell. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how the Ron Burgundy podcast ends. I don't. But I know how this one ends, and I know their ending isn't better than this. Let's get to it. The paddle ball of fire. Hundreds of Wayfair workers, they walked off their jobs today because Wayfair sold $200,000 worth of furniture to uh, the uh, migrant detention camps, and that ain't cool. The two top billboard stop- spots belong to Madonna and Bruce Springsteen, the boss. This hasn't happened since, until ni- since 1985. Beth Chapman, oh, this is sad, wife of Dog the Bounty Hunter. She's dead at the age of 51. Lung cancer. Attorney General William P. Barr loves the bagpipes, and he played them. Who, how is that something? And lastly, ESPN legend Bob Lee. He's retiring. He started there in 1979. Bob Lee doesn't look that old now. He's been at ESPN for 40 fucking years, so good job, Bob Lee. (laughs) Did I say Bob Lee? Did I say Bob Lee? If there's any name I should be able to say, it's probably Bob. Anyway, my name is Bob Van Dyne. That's Fish B over there. Thank you for listening to the show tonight. You are appreciated. You are loved. This life thing is short. Do your best at whatever it is you're trying to do. If you're trying to find me, I can easily be found... Uh, All your social media accounts, just at Bob Van Dyne or at Bob's Fishbowl. Track me down. Anyway, love you long time. Till tomorrow. Adios amigos.